Wearing the Folk. Welcome to Wearing the Folk. I'm Cecil Fletcher, and I'm coming to you from Lowell County, Kentucky. And we got Jeremy Foreman and Henry Tolling. Uh, we're not talking about any one certain location today. Wearing the Folk, are we talking about? Cryptids in general. <laughs> <laughs> we're going over a nice little list of cryptids, which has become a nice little mini series that we're doing here when we got guests. Today we are in uh, kicking things off in Louisiana. Louisiana, they got good old food down there in Louisiana. I go to Popeye's Chicken as often as I can. Dude, I love Popeye's. Popeye's is a shit. I love that spicy chicken so much. I got. You know I, though, I I think the more I eat that thing, the more I'm like wanting to go back to just spicy strips or spicy uh, bone in. <sighs> I'm just disappointed at the lack of the little Nicky reference right there. Popeye's uh, chicken is the shiznit. Popeye's chicken has changed a lot since little Nicky's. Well, Still a classic. I, I don't think I, I ate Popeye's chicken until <clears throat> probably 2017. Um, when I was a little kid in Florida, we ate at Popeye's chicken, and it was delicious. It was the best shit ever. Um, but it was no, different. It still is. It was a lot different. Like, it was a lot crispier. It was almost like it was manufactured in a lab somewhere to be delicious. Well, so if you get the strips or, like, original recipe today, it's way more crispy than that chicken sandwich. So I think, that, I think that might be why you're a little bit tripped up with the old versus new. Huh. Wait, so are they doing different batters depending on the chicken that you order? Well, just think about it. Like, I don't know. Have you have you ever had the strips? I've never eaten at Popeyes. What? I know. <laughs> so so the the strips are like. Imagine if you were to just flatten a uh, chicken breast, cut it, and batter it and fry it. But the the chicken sandwich is like a whole breast gotcha so i think the moisture in there keeps it from getting as uh crispy i hate that word Um, (laughs) (laughs) if if it didn't have er on it i wouldn't have said it i thought that ghost touched him for a second i fucking um and keep in mind guys we're not even paid by popeye's chicken this ain't a this ain't an advertisement but when i do die Instead of dirt, I just want a bunch of Popeye's chicken piled in the hole with me. Uh, Louisiana here. What's going on down in Louisiana? So we are talking about the Honey Island Swamp Monster. And we're not talking about uh, the one in the back of your pants. (laughs) (laughs) So as you can see, it looks a lot like, I mean, I would say kind of a mix between the Abominable Snowman, Bigfoot, and... A reptilian person. So, it's been around since 1963 um, in the the Honey Island Swamp. And it was first reported when two hunters spotted the creature prowling the swamps. The the big difference between this creature and the other Bigfoots and Abominable Snowmans that we've talked about um, is that it has webbed feet. And potentially webbed hands, too, because it's in an aquatic environment. Now, 
I don't know why that it's part reptile. Like, it looks like it's legit. Like, where Bigfoot's kind of like half man, half beast, this looks like it's half reptilian, half beast. Well, half and, reptilian, half man, half beast? Yeah, 50 50 50. But it looks like, according to this this article on uh, the the cryptid fandom, like the web the web feet part, it differs. It goes either Bigfoot evolved to better suit the swamp environment, or it was some experiment gone awry. I think that this is just your old classic reading. Um, thing like you know how grizzly bears and polar bears have bred to make prizzlies while gator has obviously fucked a bigfoot there's one picture on this this web page like its head looks almost elongated like a like a bird's like you know how ancient birds were like reptilian as well yes i mean it looks like it has kind of bird reptilish hands and feet hair instead of feathers. And then the face is also like bird ish in this other depiction. Well, the folklore of this is a legend tells of a train wreck in there in the early 20th century. And according to the legend, a traveling circus was on the train. And when it wrecked a group of chimpanzees escaped and interbred with the local alligator population, so I was right. That's Why are so many cryptids coming back to freak circus accidents? I know the the Pope looks the same way. Well, that's uh that's where that term because you know a lot of crazy and freaky shit went down in the circus. You you have you ever heard the term "if the van is a rocking, don't come a knocking"? That started with "if the circus cars are rocking, don't come a knocking." So you're <laughs> telling me. That a chimpanzee <laughs> was able to woo an alligator. How do you know the alligator wasn't able to woo the chimpanzee? Because or maybe there was no wooing involved. Chimps are like immensely strong, so. But those alligators are huge, dude. And they sit just below the water waiting for things to drink so they can pop well, up and kill them. You know how. Um, <laughs> Depending on the male-female partner, it can create a different being. Isn't that how, like, with uh, horses and donkeys, you can get a mule or you can get something else or something like ligers? Well, yeah, but they're in, like, the same genome. Like a yeah. monkey and a alligator ain't going to be able to procreate, dude. No, I'm just trying to think of, like, what would be the other? What would be the, the yin to that yang, depending on male-female? Probably probably a crocodile. Yeah, a like crocodile. You, like you could probably alligator. breed an alligator and a caiman, or an alligator and a crocodile. I'm yeah. I'm I'm talking the chimp and the alligator. Like if the chimp was male, alligator's female, and and vice versa. What well, sort of delineations you, would there be? Well, if you believe the science you're always talking about, a mammal can't procreate with a reptile. Exactly. But but I see it happening all the time. Because a lot of these politicians are reptilians, and they take on mammal, they take on mammal spouses, and they procreate to make little half reptilian humans. 
So I think it's possible. I just find it weird that a lot of the species that aren't supposed to go together, whenever they do breed, they breed, uh, what's the word, sterile offspring. That's, oh, yeah. that's so strange. Mm. So the same guy who saw it in 1963 returned in 1974, or the same guys. So th- this thing apparently had torn a bunch of throats out of boars. Like it doesn't even doesn't it's even seem like metal. It, yeah, I mean it doesn't even seem like it was eating them. It just says that there were several boars with their throats torn out, realizing that they were too far from the water to be killed by alligators. They suspected the monster, and was confirmed when they noticed footprints around one of the boars, showing the three to- three toes. Um, and rather than have a second run in with it, they dipped out (laughs) dipped but then um another man ted williams claimed to have seen the creature many times and he thinks there's multiples and said that he could have killed him but he didn't because they didn't want to seem to harm him even though it had been ripping throats out well i've been ripping throats out boars not human well I i didn't finish so one day ted also took his boat out in the swamp to set trot lines and was never seen again. <laughs> He's probably just living in the bayou in the community of these uh, monkey, reptilian, alligators, half man, half beast, half half lover. Just creatures. having hoedowns with the swamp Having monsters. hoedowns. They're down there playing banjo, shrimping. They probably go out shrimping every night. Well, you know, they also call it the Louisiana Wookiee. <laughs> it's A Wookiee's be- lovable. Supposed to be seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> Jeez. Paul Wagner. Ain't that Between the name the of the Buried Me? Yeah, that's the name of the guy from uh, Between the Buried Me. The criticism comes from Paul Wagner. That makes sense. Uh, the idea of a large ape like creature in this area is not without critics. Nobly, Paul Wagner between the buried and me. <laughs> 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 With his wasu, run that, they run nature tours in there. Neither one of those Cajun guys have ever seen evidence of it. So if they're running tours, I'm sure they're going to be like, hey guys, make sure you stay in the fucking boat because this big goddamn thing's going to eat you if you don't. Yeah, bullshit. Go home and uh, sit on it, Wagner. You old dick. <laughs> Why don't you go play a fucking metal rift or something, bud? <laughs> no, a swing, doo-wop, metal, medieval, and then finishes with country. Why don't you show us a sweep solo? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, th- this was even on an episode of Swamp People. I don't. I haven't watched that one. I, I don't watch as much Swamp People as I would like to. It looks like it's been featured quite a bit in pop culture. Yeah. The, the wiki link, it talks about a lot of different entries for it. Yeah. Um, it's everywhere. So what's your consensus on this uh, Honey Island Swamp Monster? Uh, it's hard, dude. Like either... I mean, I don't think it's like normal Bigfoots. I think this is one... That's actually unique. Hmm. I'm going to say real. Has to be real. 
Why would somebody make something like that up? I mean, I do think it's weird that the one guy who said he's seen it a bunch just straight straight up disappeared. Yeah. And they could they could be an alien species, too. It really, it's completely possible. Like, they could be from a different plane of existence and came over here across the South Pole or whatever and abducted them and took them back across, back across. <laughs> I don't think Louisiana's that close to the South Pole, dude. Well, no, but, I mean, they go everywhere. If it's a reptile, it ain't going to the South Pole because it's cold-blooded. We've well, already discussed that the alligators leave their snouts out in the ice. <laughs> and plus, past the South Pole, it gets warm again eventually. It's, in the, it's like... What is that? Oh, wait, I, I did have a question. I, I was going to uh, text a photo to the to the group chat, and I never got around to it because of my laziness term. It's like a turtle's hibernation. It's like a, a, a brumation or a brumation, something along those lines, where whenever it comes out, it's been um, dirt and all the, the shit has piled on the turtle, and even grass is growing on top of it. Do you think that is what started the turtles all the way down thing? Like they saw this turtle coming out of its hibernation, and it had a foot thick worth of dirt and grass growing on top of it. And they're like, huh, that's it. Probably there's a, I don't remember the religion. Are you talking about the religion that believes that the world is sitting on a turtle's shell? Isn't it? I'm basing this. Well, mostly off of Sturgill Simpson and turtles all the way down, but isn't it supposed to just be turtled <clears throat> after turtle? Well, or am I um, way off with that? There's like, there's alleged, floating islands that people think are these massive fucking turtles with uh whole islands on their backs i'm gonna pull this up let me let me try to find it yeah that's nuts dude yeah that's at least a foot foot and a half of stuff oh yeah and it's been there so long that grass is growing on it so if someone else came across this i mean i could see how they even got to that point all right so the next cryptid that we're going to be getting into is probably one of the most popular in the country. It's known as it's known as the Jersey Devil, and here's an artistic depiction of it. It looks like a some, camel. It's got some <laughs> fancy shoes or something it's, on. It's got a camel's head or a horse's head with some uh, a ram's horns, wings. A thin little body, some T-Rex arms, and long back legs with some hooves. So the origin story of this is, is pretty interesting. Uh, it was back in 1700s. There was a woman known as Jane Leeds, or she also went by Mother Leeds. She already had 12 children at that time. After finding out she was pregnant for the 13th time, she cursed the child in frustration crying that the child would be the devil and thus born the legend of the Jersey devil. Um, yeah, it does look very, very jacked up. Is this, I'm, I think I'm getting this one confused with the, the jumping thing. Is this the one that jumps all across Jersey? Well, or am I thinking of something else? I think so. So it, I don't know. It, it says that the, the mother, uh, Mrs. Leeds was also allegedly a witch and that the child's father was the devil himself. Wow. And some some versions of the legend also state that there was attempts by clergymen to exercise the creature. Because it, it, apparently it started out as a uh, kid, 
and then just like exploded into this thing. Well, the whole thing that I've always read about it is that it either started out as a baby or it just came straight out looking like a monster. And uh, I, I can't remember for sure, but I feel like there's one legend that says that as soon as it was born, it attacked one of the midwives or something. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. on this one. Yeah, um, it's got uh, so this is the exact description. Um, born as a normal child, the 13 child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Fort tail <laughs> growling and screaming it beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines now this is a thing to where it could have been that she was maybe tripping on some good shit maybe a gas leak or something and maybe the kid was just disposed of and there's and then after they realized what they did they was like it turned into a monster and flew up the fucking chimney it's gone you know I wish they would have elaborated on that. I know you you mentioned that it was born as a normal child, but then became that. I wonder how quick the metamorphosis was, like werewolf in London style. Probably pretty quick. I bet just uh, went... (laughs) (laughs) And just went... (laughs) Started whipping people that fucking fork down. I mean, it's it's weird, though, that it separates... The Jersey Devil and the Leeds Devil into two separate categories. It is strange, but like, I guess after it exceeded, it escaped, it became the the Jersey well, Devil. It said that. So it says many references to a Leeds Devil or a Devil of Leeds appeared in earlier printed material prior to the widespread usage of the Jersey Devil name. So that's just what it was called before it was the Jersey Devil. Probably. Yeah. Um, so the Leeds Devil, you know, I, I'm looking through right here in the sightings. Uh, during the, I got one sighting here. I'm going to credit R- Wikipedia for this one. Thank you, Wikipedia, because we can believe everything you say. So the sightings of, so the sightings of 1909, during the week, January 16th through the 23rd, 1909 newspapers of the time published hundreds of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over the state. Among the alleged claims and encounters publicized that week were the claims that the creature attacked a trolley car, fucked it up, and had in heights. A social club in Camden, and that's the exact quote, straight fucked it up. <laughs> Police in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania supposedly fired on the creature. So did they fire on the creature, like throw fire on it, or did they shoot at it? Well, there's been other reports of like very elite marksmen shooting at it, but it's it's so uh, so evasive that even the elite marksmen couldn't hit it. Well, yeah, I mean we're going from the 1700s all the way up to like 1950s. I don't see a really recent sighting of it. So this might have been a thing about mass hysteria, or maybe this fucking thing was real, um, because the Philadelphia Zoo offered a huge reward for it. Well, did you see where the thing? Um... I don't know if it killed his wives, but there was a, a section that talked about a Quaker family. And uh, apparently the, the the whole family died. From the New Jersey Devil? It's hard to really extract the information. <laughs> like it doesn't really, I mean, it just jumps all around. That was when it was the Leeds Devil, though. 
Yeah, there's reporting encounters. Um, let's see. Livestock killings. Yeah, Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon Bonaparte, is also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting um, on his uh, boarding town estate about 1820. Uh, during the 1840s, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Dude, somebody hit it with a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a gun. Somebody fired a cannon and it hit it. <laughs> and it didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, in December of 1925 in Greenwich, a farmer shot it for trying to steal its chickens. And then he photographed a corpse. So this dude apparently killed it in 1925. That thing ain't died from a cannon shot. It's not died from a musket shot. Huh. He claimed that none of the hundred people he showed it to could identify it. On uh, June 27th, 1937, an uh, unknown animal with red eyes seen by the residents. I bet this fucking thing was a cryptid. And this fucking hunter somehow got the miracle shot in on it and killed that fucker. And now it's a fucking ghost. Ooh. Yeah, because but it, isn't that one of the last things, though? Is it being killed? No, that happened in 1925. Whenever he supposedly killed it and showed its corpse to 100 people who couldn't identify it. Yeah, that's like and the then, latest mention of it, though. Well, on July 27th, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes. There was one in 1952. Yeah. At 1951, a group in Gibbstown, New Jersey, boys claimed to have seen the monster matching the devil's description. Um, the, Jersey de- the, the Jersey Devil description arose in 1957. During uh, 1960, tracks and noises were heard by Mary's Landing were claimed to be from the Jersey Devil. That same year, merchants around Camden offered another $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil. So, my conclusion on the Jersey Devil, personally, I think it was a cryptid born of the devil. Uh, Miss Leeds. What about, did you see the hoaxes? Yeah, I've seen the hoaxes. But I think that this was a cryptid. You chose to ignore that part. I've I seen... I think I see this dude shot this fucking thing and killed it, and now it's a ghost. Well, where's the ghost mentions of it? Because after, before he killed it, it didn't have the glowing red eyes. So when he killed it, it turned into a demon with glowing red eyes. Well, the hoaxes are before or after, rather, all this. Like they're way later in years. Hoaxes are created by the CIA for misinformation to make people believe that things that are real aren't real. It's like, you know, when you could open a gate and just go into an area, Cecil's like, fuck that. Climbs like three roofs, shimmies down the side of one, breaks in through the window, and then walks out the back door. He's like, I made it. Well, if you walk through the front gate, they're going to catch you stealing the shit. If you sneak in like I do, they never catch you. But, yeah, there's been some hoax, hoaxes. Um, let's see. The, apparently, this named Gordon Stein, probably a CIA agent, <laughs> who, uh, and then so Encyclopedia of Hoaxes noted that the alleged footprint of the Jersey Devil during the 1909 resembled that of a horse's hoof. Well, no shit. It has hooves. It's Fancy look shoes. Like, yeah. Um, now he says that people 
admitted that somebody somebody apparently admitted they faked it. Well, how's, how's he going to know in 1990 or whatever that was, somebody faked it in the 1700s? Uh, he says that Norman Jeffries was involved in the hoax on the Jer- Jersey Devil. Um, I choose not to believe that. It's just somebody trying to take credit and become famous for something that's really out there terrorizing people. Yeah, the the lack of content around the hoax material here is is concerning. Yeah, but you you want to? Not, I'm not saying that it's the hoax is the hoax itself is a hoax hoaxception. But so is what it is. <laughs> the lack of information here. I, I would like to see that expanded upon just to see why it was exactly called a hoax. For yeah, I will go ahead and throw some credence into it. Um, moonshiners back then, uh, they used to wear these shoes that left hoof prints to make cops not be able to track them. So maybe. But I doubt that's what happened. Well, I mean, there's a difference in between seeing hoof prints and seeing a, a camel god with bat wings flying through the air. Well, he didn't just, he didn't say that the appearances were hoaxes, just those footprints. He didn't say anything about people saying what they seen was a hoax. He's just talking about those particular set of footprints. Okay, so that, that's fair then. Yeah, could be. You know, people are always out there trying to catch on to stuff that actually happens. And that's what sucks. Like that Bigfoot that we looked at that one time, that was fake. But Bigfoot probably does exist. But people's out here trying to get famous. Like, here's Bigfoot. I got a picture of it. But they faked it. So that leads to everybody discrediting the real shit when it happens. I got to give you credit for your lack of grammar skills. Your comprehension skills definitely make up for it. Because I I was... I was reading that as Gordon said, the whole thing was a hoax, but yeah, he specifically talked about the, the footprints. Like how people, uh, like, like birds, right? <laughs> exactly. So consensus on the Jersey devil. What do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's something going on. It's just a squirrely little man running around. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. It could have been a deformed person until this fucking farmer shot him. Now it's just like a ghost. That ha- like he might have been like a real evil little dude just running around fucking with shit, and then this farmer killed him, a and he went to hell. And came back with bat stuff. wings. Hell yeah! Cosmetics. Horse yeah. head, camel yeah. head, long neck. Snail. We live in close. Have you never seen somebody with a camel head in Clay County? I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've never We've... seen anybody with a split tail, though. So um, this next one that we're going to do is actually <laughs> um, something that somebody knows very intimately that we know. Uh, they've actually had experience with. It's the Loveland Frog. There we go. And it even has a size chart. Yeah. It... The, the Loveland Frog is... Uh, Apparently a little bit shorter in person, right? About four feet tall. Yep, and loves to hug people. Loves hugging people. It walks around all. <laughs> it's all uh, hunched over. If it were to stand up, it'd be a lot taller. It walks it walks around with its arms just like that, trying to hug everything it walks up to. It might not be trying to hug anything. Have you ever watched Grandma's Boy when they get that um, Frankenstein dope? 
Maybe it's some, some of that. It's just Walker. I do want to give a shout out to just this first sentence on this website, uh, Charleston Terrors. I just love this. Imagine Kermit got a taste for bath salts and simply decided to go all <laughs> deliverance on his porky paramour. Wow. So um, essentially this is a legendary humanoid frog. It's uh, described as standing about four feet tall. Um, now it's seen in Loveland, Ohio. Um, so can you guys give us a rundown on the person we know that actually seen this? Yeah, so I'm going to tell it even though I wasn't even involved because it's my girlfriend. Woo. It's Jeremy's woman. She actually seen this thing. My woman. Pulled, he he's getting ready to. She was getting ready to pull out, pull over and ask it how much, but she just kept going. <laughs> she actually told me this. Uh, I, I mentioned it to her that uh, we'd be covering this today, and she re- she recalled the story. She was headed to work one morning. And, um, she, she's close to Loveland where the frog man resides. And I would say about 30 feet in front of her, uh, as she was driving, she saw some strange looking creature. She described it as like a miniature T-Rex. It had like some drawn up arms. It was walking funny, like a miniature T-Rex, but she, (laughs) she, (laughs) she got to work and she mentioned it to, to Tully and Tully was able to pinpoint it like from the the get go. How how'd that go once once you were involved in that story? I forget how I even heard about the because the, I, I didn't know about the Loveland Frogman until I moved up here. But I didn't know about it before Lynn um, saw it. But you know I can't remember. Like I remember just uh, giving her information on like the lore around it because I'm, I'm always watching like those top tens videos. And I think it was like this perfect common where I had just seen something a couple weeks prior. And then she, she said that knowing the area that she lived in. Now this is the thing here. She didn't know what the fuck it was when she no. seen it. She could not identify it whatsoever. Now this is to go back into this whole other thing. This is somebody that we know that doesn't really buy into a lot of this stuff. But she seen this thing, didn't know what it was, and went to Tolly, who identified it for her. But she wasn't even asking me to identify it. She no. was just like, hey, I saw this weird thing. And I'm like, dude, this is yeah, most what of it her, is. Most of her reactions to anything animal is, aww. But for this, it was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, she wasn't like seeking guidance or anything. I'm just like, it sounds like the Loveland Frogman. Because she said, you know, it was like the picture he, he shared a minute ago. It wasn't much taller than the guard bell. Yeah. So this is where I want to get onto the skeptic here. Your girlfriend, who doesn't really buy into all this stuff, seen this, didn't know what was identified by this guy over here and you still kind of skeptic about things that are not real well yeah she she's really bad about going over her prescription for her contact lenses uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is um this is an area where you guys live up there close to the area Mm-hmm. And what's so strange is the Loveland frog, frog legend gained re- renewed attention when uh, the Loveland police officer reported to Carly that he's seen the animal with the descriptions of it. And after reporting the sighting in 2016, 
Uh, the second officer called a news station to report that he had shot and killed the same creature some weeks after the 1972 instance, which I somehow missed. He said it was a, I didn't Wait, what? It was a large iguana. We, we we need to. A large in 2016, iguana? this guy said he killed it back in 72. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting right here. And he's just like, oh, I forgot to tell you all. Yeah. So he said it was like a large iguana that was missing its tail. Hmm. Well, how does that make any sense? But was it bipedal when he killed it, or was it? Apparently. Um. And there's a professor named Edgar Saltkin, Slotkin, Slotkin. For the for fun of it, I'm gonna call him Slootkin. Compared to Loveland Frog to uh, Paul Bunyan, to Paul Bunyan, saying that stories about it have been passed down for several decades and sightings seem to come from uh, predictable cycles. So he's kind of a skeptic. But the thing is, people see it. Like for instance, Lynn seen it and don't know what it is, and so. What's the predictable cycles? Is it ever so many years, or is it every year? Who fucking knows? <laughs> uh, I like uh, I like this story. It involves Pokemon Go and the Loveland Frogman. There are, uh, according to this same site, the Charleston Terrors, uh, two Pokemon Go enthusiasts were out hunting a Pikachu between uh, Loveland and Lake Isabella when they came upon a real-life monster that did not fit in their pockets. <laughs> the, kid, the kids claim that a giant frog near the lake, quote, stood up and walked on its hind legs. Wow. Okay. So do you think that's a possibility of just a huge fucking frog that somehow maybe sometimes walks on its back legs? If it was an iguana, it would have to have a tail to balance it. <clears throat> but frogs, frog- don't have, frogs don't have tails. But the frog thing, you know, because, I mean, it's not like a horrible looking creature. It's, it legitimately looks like a frog walking on two legs. Yeah, she described it as T-Rex-ish, which would kind of make sense because this depiction of the, the hugging frog man, he is kind of hunched over a bit. It could be, be the world's largest frog. He's, could be. Yeah, he's standing like Scott Stapp with arms wide open in this photo, though. <laughs> so I would say <laughs> final conclusion if you see this thing shoot it it ain't got no teeth it ain't got no claws just get out your bare hands <laughs> and throw it in the back of the truck or your car and take it to your nearest police station well don't you think it could inflict some serious whiplash if it got that tongue action going and hit you just you, right you think no. Now, if it's a fucking four-foot-tall frog, if it decided to kick you, it would fuck you up. Frog, you think so? Frog legs are strong as fuck, man. They hop for pretty long distances compared to their bodies. So you, think, they, you think they're stronger jump. than a kangaroo? Well, this one's an anomaly all in itself because it's bipedal. So it's not getting that hopping action in. It's not all hoppy. It's but just more... Runny. Well, there's apparently three different versions of the story that differ slightly from each other. Um, let's see. In one story, a driver was heading out to Branch Hill when he spotted three figures stood erect on their hind legs um, along the side of the road, each three to four feet. So he's saying that there's multiple ones, and they had leathery skin and frog faces. So he's thinking okay. that. Uh, 
like some kind of weird cryptid and just has a frog face, which I've so seen think, people have frogs. I um, think we we capture one of these and then we let it loose against a, a kangaroo and see who wins. <laughs> this other guy reported <laughs> that it hopped on its hood, it croaked, and due to the shock, the driver just passes out. Uh, and nothing else. I can't help but think if it jumped on my hood, I wouldn't put at least four through the windshield. Like, that's just the reaction, I mean, right? Why ain't anybody <laughs> catching this thing? I don't know. But I think I'm going to sum this up to just a large, like, it's. I think it's real, and I think it's just a huge frog. You know, it could be a ghost of a tree frog that somebody stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be pretty moody. There's the third version of this story is a dri- I mean a driver was just going ab- on about his business and there were like three of those frogmen in the road and the driver's like hey man get out of the damn road the frogman like gets up and points his finger in, in a gesture of can't you see we're talking here <laughs> he's super moody dude it's possible that this is just a big frog because there's nothing or, that really says anything different. If you say that, then you're also talking about a hyper-intelligent frog. It might be the next evolutionary species. Like, it might be the next human. Some people think it's going to be dolphins. It could be frogs. Wait, what? Would that humans become dolphins? You, no, don't, think that, dolphins you don't think that the, the most dominant species on this planet is us? Yeah, I do. For sure, Just we're definitely clarifying. And, but you think that there will somehow be a more dominant species that blows up at some point? Yeah, if the world continues, eventually. You're talking um, through like micro or macro or micro evolution of yeah, us, right? Okay, yeah, exactly. Like how they how I believe we evolved. Thinking, have you ever watched Wayward Pines? No, you've never heard go, of it. Humans go through a de-evolution. And they become just feral creatures again. Uh, I can't see that happening. I can. Because right now people don't retain knowledge like they used to. Like, because you don't have to retain knowledge because you have it, like you said, right here. In your hand. Like, how many phone numbers do you remember? With him about this, say that, like, the move here is to completely eradicate humanity through technology like if we get to the point where you have a choice to where you can have this body or you could have like an android body with your mind in it that could live forever you're going to choose that every time but imagine like they upload the consciousness of a fetus and then it doesn't become active until you know, it normally would, and it's just like a blank slate. Like, how would that consciousness be any different from if if it were born, like, into, like, a genuinely human body? I don't think that could work, because the, the chemical makeup, like, just the, the brain, the synapses, all that shit, it wouldn't have the ability to, to evolve. Grow. 
Well, that's well, the thing. If you took the brain of a, if you took consciousness of a fetus and put it into when a fetus has to develop brain matter, has to grow, has to learn. Well, I'm talking about like, like at the at the point of birth, because if first of all, if you have a if you have a a thing that you're able to even upload consciousness to, then mm-hmm. you've replicated neurons. Like it's just rep- a copy. It, it's I'm I'm thinking of it more digital copy. Are you talking more along the lines of organic mixed with something where it's still the brain itself? I think he's talking about like how they do birds. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of make it like organic, but it's not organic, and so they upload like, something so, into it so that so let me, knows what's fast. Good scenario. So like. Let's say a, a female is ready to have a baby, and for one reason or another, like as she's having the child, the child is gonna die, and she has to make a choice. The child's alive; it's being born. You can either let it pass away, or you you take that consciousness that's there. Like you have the all the zeros and ones of what makes up their mind, and you put it into a android. Well, at that point, uh, it would no longer be zeros and ones because don't the quantum computers exceed zeros and ones? I, I get what you're saying. I just I, I find that difficult. I mean that that is an even greater evolutionary chain to me because what what. I'm thinking of is strictly uploading a consciousness into something. So it's a create a copy. Here's the new copy. It's Jeremy original and Jeremy. Well, one a that two, two that can learn that like I can learn in one a, but I won't be able to develop mentally more. I can't say that two people can exist at the same time, like of the same person because of, like the infinite universe theories, like I th- infinite realities. I think, I think the way it's going to boil down to the what we're going to evolve to is either going to go one or two directions. I can't remember the book, but do you remember the book that the people lived up here, and then there was the people that lived down under the earth? People oh, up yeah. here were smart and shit like that, and the people down under here were aggressive, but they eventually came up and killed the people up top. Basically, they didn't know how to fight. But if you think about uh, that movie Interstellar, for instance, um, he ends up seeing aliens, right, essentially, and it was through the black hole they got sucked into, but the black hole was built by the future us's so that he could go back and tell his daughter how to get defy gravity in the bookcase. In the bookcase. So do you think that there's a possibility that holy shit, do you think there's a possibility that the aliens and the greys everybody sees ain't interdimensional? They ain't from outer space because it's not real. Do you think they're just us time traveling? Well, if that were true, I think one at least one of them would have went to Stephen Hawkins uh time traveler party. Oh, or he invited the people and no one showed up. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah, yeah, he, he it, threw a party, but sent the invitations like afterwards or something. Yeah, it said that nobody showed. Tully, so are you talking about not just the consciousness, but the humanity or the person itself maturing 
from an infant to a fully developed person all while being under the android body. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, just... Holy shit, that's crazy to think of. It, it yeah, is, it is. Like, I, I don't know how that would be any different from a human being. I, I, think, thought, I, I think of likely. it as a checkpoint, almost. Almost as a save point in the game. Yeah. You pick up exactly where you left off, and you can only grow from there. But if you don't have the capability to even feed yourself, I don't know how... I mean, I, I know you wouldn't necessarily have to in an Android body, but... You don't even have the, the ability the ability to retain thought at that age. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how they would progress. I don't yeah. know how they would progress either. That's a that's a good topic. Like I don't know, man. I just don't see, and I believe in a lot of things. I don't see how they could take an infant's ba- mind and transfer it to an android body and then it continue to grow. Well, like, I don't know. It yeah. just depends on. I mean, if you're talking about a quantum computer, a quantum computer is smarter than any human brain in existence. So if you're talking about something that could create, I mean, like in my mind, that thing learns faster than any human being on the planet. Like if if you have some sort of artificial brain that is created by a quantum computer, that thing's firing a, a billion times faster than what we are. See, and that's, huh. that's why you are where you are. Because I was just thinking, hey, how can I upload? Can I jump out of my body? And you're like, <laughs> I'm trying to grow babies in a <laughs> space-made brain. Well, we gotta, we're got skipping over the thing that's going to happen first because it's already happening. It's clones. That's what they're doing now. They're probably transferring consciousness into these clones now. I don't know how that would ever work. Without, what was the sheep's um, name that they did? Lucy or something like that. Hmm. Well, but I'm, it, you're not transferring consciousnesses in organic materials, dude. Like, that's yeah, just not possible. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's like some, uh, what was that uh, Jordan Peele movie? Get Out? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exactly what they're doing, motherfuckers. Does he, does he have an inside track to this? Yeah, Jordan Peele for sure. Hollywood is always programming, like letting you know they have to let you know that they're doing stuff before they can do it. That's how they feed properly. It's like the say, magic stuff. I'm I'm gonna I'm looking forward to his rendition of Candyman. Well, he he's only executive producer, but I am looking forward to it. Is he making Candyman again? He's the executive producer for Candyman. Chris no, Rock he, is redoing the Saw movie. It's, it's called Spirals. But. Jordan Pill is redoing. Jordan Pill is redoing people under the stairs, and that's going to be a fucking banger. Is yeah, he the original cool. guy playing Candyman? He he's coming back. He he he's coming back, uh, and it's going to be a sequel to Candyman, the the original movie. He looks the same. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what was that in? Was that was that ninety two or older? It's probably, it's probably like the eighties. Ninety two, ninety three. I thought it was, no, was the late eighties. It was the 90s. It was definitely 90s. Um, yeah, real 90s. 90s. <laughs> you want to wrap us up? I'll wrap you up and throw you in a fucking river. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> Won't be much trying if you ain't moving. <laughs> you say that and then the frog man.
head just throws me out of the river. I wonder if the frogman eats you. Looking for the, he lo- he's looking for that hug, and mm-hmm. I don't give it to him, so he throws me out of the river. He's looking for that collar and elbow tie-up. Yeah. Before we wrap this up tonight, I want to go over a story from our hometown that my dad used to tell me that I had confirmed not too long ago. Um, there was once a man who lived in Oneida, Kentucky, and he was murdered, and they threw him into the Kentucky River that flows through Oneida, and turtles ate this man completely, and basically what happened was anytime they would have a funeral at the funeral home close to the (laughs) river, these turtles would come and try to eat the cadaver. Thank you guys for tuning in to Wearing the Folk. Uh, make sure you're checking us. Uh, you're going to Twitter at bipolar underscore TB. Uh, Instagram is essentially dead, but I do check it. I need to start <laughs> on there. Uh, bipolar, bipolar underscore teddy bear. It's a ghost account. Um, I am going to start checking it again, though. And, um, um, but uh, thank you so much for watching us. Make sure if you want to be a, a guest, you message us on Twitter, message us on Instagram, email us at bipolar underscore teddy bear at outlook.com. Thank you so much for watching us because we're watching you. Wow, uh-huh. where in the fault?